Hey, my name's Helen and you're listening to the Love Mondays Club podcast. If you're a fellow tutor, trainer or coach, then welcome. You're in the right place. Whether you're looking to start, grow or expand your online services, this podcast is for you. My goal is to help you build your business, earn more money and have more fun in this messy muddle we call entrepreneurship. Every Monday, I'm going to be sharing practical tips to help you accelerate your business. From marketing to mindset to money, we'll cover it all. So if you're ready, let's dive in. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 7 of the Love Mondays Club podcast. So today I'm talking to you about the juicy topic of sales and holding your nerve in your business. I think for lots of people that when they first start their business, sales is one of the scariest parts. For lots of us, we might not have necessarily come from like a big sales background. We might have even just stepped out of the classroom, perhaps been more of a sort of, I don't know, maybe like marketing or corporate role, anything like that, that maybe didn't necessarily include so many direct sales with our customers. And I think it's one of the the biggest hurdles and kind of stumbling blocks that people come across when they're first starting. So today I'm going to talk through with you five steps really of things that you should consider and think about when you're trying to sell your services and ways to basically streamline things and make it easier for people to buy from you. So the first thing and arguably most important thing is that you need to make sure that people actually know what it is that you're selling to them. So is it, for example, your one-to-ones, your group courses, group classes, maybe downloadable products? It could be anything. But I find this so often. So for example, when I start working with somebody either one-to-one or in my group coaching, one of the first things I do is always ask them to tell me what their social links are and what their website is. So I like to have a bit of a nosy around beforehand and just see what sort of marketing people are doing before. And one of the most common things I see, well, one of them is that they don't necessarily show their faces, but I talked about that in a previous episode about going live. But the second one is that it's not always completely obvious to me what it is they're actually offering to people so for example from a tutoring perspective it could be what the subject is that they're offering or maybe that's clear but then I'm not sure what age group it's aimed at perhaps there could be a specific exam board as well that they're focusing on but it's not always completely clear and obvious when you go onto people's social media pages so that's the first thing to really consider is how clear are you making it to people what it is that you can help them with The second thing is once you've set all that up, you've got perhaps a nice sort of sales page ready on your website or an easy kind of cart set up on Stripe for people to buy things from you. It's then really important to make it easy for them to buy from you. So there's two things here, I guess, to consider. One of them is how are people going to pay? So we could probably spend an entire episode talking about the pros and cons of whether people pay in advance for the services, like as a big block for the term, or maybe whether people do invoicing on a monthly basis. Everyone has their own slightly different preferences, and I'll probably talk about this in a later episode. But either way, whatever route you choose, it's so important that it's easy for people to pay you and to buy your services. So for example, you can have really simple systems like Stripe or PayPal integrated into your website where people you know, already have their PayPal account set up or Stripe, they're simply inputting their details. Alternatively, when it comes to invoicing, there's software you can use, which can both automate it from your point of view that you don't have to be there doing manual invoices every month. But also for your customers, quite often what it means is that they can put their card details in and then everything gets done sort of automatically in the background and this just saves everybody so much time so much hassle and also make sure that no one's having to be you know chasing for payments or being chased for payments so it just makes it a smoother process for everybody involved 
The next thing to really consider is having a sales plan in place. Now, I think especially when you're first starting up in your business and maybe your audience isn't huge, it's really helpful to sit here and look at the numbers, to be honest with you. So I always say that in reality, you're aiming for a sort of one to 10% conversion rate of your audience. So you need to think about that and do the maths depending on how many spaces you need to sell compared to how many people in your audience need to see this offer. Because one of the most important things with sales is you need to have an audience sat there almost sort of ready and waiting to buy from you or at least an audience that you know you can warm up and potentially get them interested in your services because you don't want to be the best kept secret in your industry like if people don't know you exist then they can't buy from you so in terms of sales you need to maybe take a few steps back in the beginning and just look at your audience look at your engagement and just think you know how much is my audience growing by at the moment how much engagement am I getting you know am I in a position where that I feel like I could confidently start selling to people people are going to be interested in what I have to say now of course this isn't the case that you start up straight away and then you go bang straight in with the sales of people instead you want to almost have a bit of a, a warm-up couple of weeks going towards it so I always recommend doing things things like um, basically this is like a mini launch perhaps a bit of a softer launch depending on sort of what the product is that you're selling but you're essentially launching to people so what you want to do is get people warmed up so for example I always recommend to people inside my accelerate program that they do things like live masterclasses or be that on zoom or whether they maybe do it on Facebook anywhere any social media but it's just a way for your audience to come and see you live interact with you get to know you build that all-important sort of trust and know and like factor that we talk about so much in marketing so as you're leading up to that first of all you're going to have little posts that go out so for example you might do a poll or you might ask your audience you know I'm thinking of running a masterclass what topic would you like me to cover and that straight away is going to get people involved and everyone loves a freebie as well so you're probably going to have quite high engagement in these sorts of posts then you can do a couple of days later maybe another post which is like a poll where you say to people okay what uh, day would you prefer that I do it so again you're trying to make it convenient you're trying to see when's the kind of optimum time for your audience to show up and throughout this whole process you might be thinking of hosting it just on Facebook or somewhere like that but make sure as well that you've got a mailing list set up and you're taking people's email addresses they're registering their interest because this whole thing is part of the grand plan of how you're going to do your sales later on down the line and we want to be collecting as much information as we can about the people who are interested or potentially looking to buy from you. So once you've built up all the interest of the masterclass, promoting it everywhere, and remember, keep promoting these things. You know, if you feel like you're getting bored of yourself talking about it, that probably means that you're actually talking about it just the right amount. (laughs) Because remember, again, we've talked before, like in the audiences, we know that on social media, probably only about 5%, if you're lucky, of your audience actually sees the stuff that you're posting. So even if you post something nine or 10 times, that doesn't mean people will actually see it that many times. So keep going with that, be consistent. Then you're going to hopefully host your masterclass. Now remember again, it doesn't matter if you've only got a couple people showing up originally, like in the first place, if this is your first one, because you can reuse this masterclass. You can send it out to people. You can remind people to go back and watch the recording. But it's a really great way, as I say, to demonstrate your skills and what you have to offer. And then it's really important at the end of that masterclass, while everyone's there, you've got their attention, you've given them all this like high value, then what you want to do is sell to them. 
So you want to talk to them about, you know, if you want to see results like this, if you want more support with this, you know, if you enjoyed this lesson and you'd like to do more of these and then just tell people what it is that you're offering and don't go into loads of crazy detail about all the details of, you know, this lesson will do this. The next lesson will be covering this. Most of the time, if not all the time, people want to know what the outcome is going to be. So sell the outcome to people. You know, it could be that they're aiming to pass a specific exam. Maybe they want to build confidence in a certain certain area of something they're doing so make that your main focus and selling point and then again kind of like with point number two make it really easy for people to then click on a link or to you know find a way to contact you and talk to you about it more or even just go straight into buying that service and whilst you're doing the live masterclass you could even have that link ready with you and you could be saying things like I'm just going to pop it in the comments now and people can then be clicking on it when they're there and they're really interested. So once that's over and you've built up this sort of hype and interest and the audience is all warmed up and ready to go, this is when things like your email marketing can really come into play. So you can be sending people reminders, calls to action, all these sorts of things. But one thing, so for step four now, kind of moving on to the next thing, is really important to remember that every customer behaves slightly differently. So I try and give myself at least a good couple of weeks, ideally six weeks minimum of a period of time if I'm trying to sell a group course, for example. Because I know that within the audience, there's going to be people who, as soon as I mention that I have availability or a new course coming out, you know, they're quick buyers. Maybe almost you could describe them as a bit impulsive and we'll get that sale really quickly. Then you'll have the people who are interested, they'll be opening the emails, clicking on the links, seeing things on social media, but they might hang around a little bit. They might need just that little bit more persuading. Maybe as well it could be the case that they just don't have the time and they think I'm going to come back to that later. And it's for those people why it's so important that we're consistent and we keep sending out reminders. We keep letting people know that this space is available because there's so many people out there who will read those first few messages, think this sounds great, this is what I need and then they'll forget about it. So we want to keep reminding them and nudging them. And as you go as well, as you get closer and closer to the time, you want to maybe build a bit more urgency with your audience. So you can start sending those messages saying, you know, I've only got three spaces left. I've only got two spaces left. And that's a really good way just to sort of nudge people to take action a little bit quicker. And also as well, hold out until the last minute, because Honestly, I think when I look at my sales patterns, when I do these group classes, I get a surge at the beginning when I first talk about the availability. Then it goes very quiet for a couple of weeks where I can see people are interested. They're clicking, they're looking around, but they're not necessarily putting the credit card in and booking the the course, whatever it is that I'm offering. But guaranteed towards those last three or four days before the call starts... I will always manage to sell them out. And the reason for that is because I'm so consistent to the point that I'm almost sending emails at least once a day, sometimes even the day before, it might be two emails in that last day. Because again, it's this whole thing that people aren't going to see every single email post reminder that you might send to them. So we want to have that last little push, that last little wave at the end, just to nudge people sort of over the finish line almost. So this does take a degree of resilience. And I'll be honest, the first time I ever did this, you know, when they had that quiet period in the middle, I was terrified. I was thinking, oh my goodness, you know, it's failing. No, going to sign up I'm only going to have two people in my class (laughs) and it's really easy to feel like that when you have that little bit of radio silence but like I say it is so important to just stay consistent 
and keep going with you know your your emails and your posts and also reaching out to people as well like you might see people have been clicking on things or commenting on things like they are a really warm audience so they're really worth reaching out to so that's the last thing really number five I guess I've kind of talked about this but it's all about staying consistent and not giving up you know the more you show up for your audience the more they're going to show up for you and the more they're going to be interested in what you're offering so hopefully this has given you a few sort of helpful tips and ideas of what you can do in terms of your sales process a few action points that you could maybe take off the back of today's episode is I'd love to invite you to maybe sit down half an hour or so this week and just look at your sales process and do a bit of review of maybe your posts or your emails that you've been sending out recently especially if you're in the process where you're thinking about maybe selling some new group courses coming up soon so I'm recording this in August I know a lot of people at the moment are maybe promoting things starting in September so this is a really good thing to think about so first of all look at your posts and think about is it really clear what I'm selling like imagine if you're someone coming onto your page or your website or coming into email list thinking would I know exactly what it is that I'm selling my services and how how you know how I as the customer can be helped the next thing to think about is is it easy for people to contact me or to purchase my services or products that I'm selling so look at things like your calls to action is it really clear so for example if you don't mind people calling you is it really clear the phone number they should be contacting you on is your email address there are you posting links to maybe a booking page or something like that so again this needs to be really consistent in all of your posts so people know where to find you and how to contact you and then finally also do a bit of a review on how often are you actually talking about your offers for example you know I'll be open and honest think about these podcasts the majority of them I mention at some point my accelerate program because that is my signature sort of flagship program now I'm not going to turn every one of these podcasts into a sales session where I'm you know trying to nudge and persuade you to sign up to it but equally I do keep mentioning it because it is a big part of my offering and I know it's a way that I can really help people so that's what you should be thinking about as well in your own marketing is you don't have to be pushy you don't have to be you know doing things in a way that's like buy my thing buy my thing because you know that is annoying and people do switch off to that it's not necessarily the best tactic in the world but if you're consistently talking about something and talking about all the different ways that you can help people they're going to be so much more inclined to contact you and then find out more about your services so on that note if you do want more support and more help with your tutoring business whether you're just getting set up or whether you're thinking about maybe scaling it up and bringing in some new services or products, this could be like group classes or online courses, anything like this, then I would love to have a chat with you. So in the show notes, I'm going to pop a link for where we can book in a discovery call together. And I'm always keen to get on the phone with people and have a good chat and find out more about your businesses and what you're doing. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And I look forward to speaking with you next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the love mondays club podcast don't forget to review and subscribe or share this episode with one of your business friends for more information and support from today's episode head over to the show notes at lovemondaysclub.co.uk have a great week and i'll see you next monday